listeners and viewers to another week of education, the Teachers Talking Terror podcast, where you find myself, Mike. And myself, Courtney. Are back to discuss another horror film. The first one when we're back on our teaching schedule, which I don't know about you, but I was a sleepy bear this last week. I get home yeah. and I'm just like, oh, my body was not ready for uh-uh. working all day. <laughs> I know it's first world problems, but so be it. Um, but yeah, we we're back to uh, to put the final. This will be the final movie in our initial run through of a rotation. Uh, if you're new to the show, just to kind of remind you that we just kind of went scattershot forever, um, not really knowing any kind of routine or rotation. So. Within the, about four weeks ago, we decided we'll rotate that, uh, like, I'll bring a movie and you'll bring a movie. And then we've got a, a hundred horror movie poster that we need to cover through. And then um, we'll ro- we'll just shuffle through one. We'll pick one at random. And so this was the pick at random movie, which happened to be uh, satisfying two parts. Not only to satisfy yeah. a random <laughs> movie, but it also took a movie off your plate. So, yeah. Um, Win-win there. We are covering uh, 1987's Hellraiser, uh, the Clive Barker written, screenplay written, directed by, um, yeah, Clive Barker's all over this. This movie is based on um, a book that, uh, like a novella that Clive Barker, the director, wrote called The Hellbound Heart. Um, he wrote that, and this is his initial this is his directorial debut, Clive Barker. Um, he's he has earned himself a right in the like just uh, like horror minded kind of guy. He's not at the level of a Stephen King, but mm-hmm. um, he's got a lot of material out there that uh, that kind of falls into this realm of kind of supernatural, kind of not, kind of gross, kind of not. Um, and so this being his directorial debut, and it spawned like ton of sequels, a remake, a, a, like a reboot last year. Um, so yeah, this is, this is definitely earned its legs. Uh, Hellraiser, especially our lead Cenobite pinhead, um, which was never, uh, Clive Barker's intention. Uh, and so once it gets in on a mainstream, it's really kind of like, it's no longer your, your project. So, you know, originally, Pinhead's name was the Priest Cenobite, and everyone's like, hey, it's Pinhead. And so now that's what he's called. He's called Pinhead. So. <laughs> uh, but Hellraiser, what, what did, without grading, like, I had a feeling you would like this. So, yes, I did like it. Um, actually, Casey watched this movie with me. Did he? Um, not by choice, really. I was watching <laughs> it in bed, and he crawled in bed, and I was like, I'm leaving it on so you can watch it or not watch it. And, um, yeah, so he ended up watching it with me. Uh, it, I, I liked it, yeah. but the reason it was on my list is because I remember when I was young, like I want to say like fifth grade, mm-hmm. um, I went to this like haunted trail thing, and okay. I just remember Pinhead, and yeah. like it, I don't know, like it, <laughs> like I can still visualize it. I don't remember where it was. I do remember I went with my cousin Allison, and there was just Pinhead standing there just staring at me. And it seriously scared the life out of me. But it's the movie is not what I thought it would be. 
No, it's not. It's not scary. Right. Like it's 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 gory, but yeah. it, like seeing him, I was just like, oh, okay. Like I don't know. I thought maybe he like tortured people. Right. Um, now. I, Again, like well, last week when we shuffled, we landed on Hellbound Hellraiser two, which I have not right. seen. But from what I understand, because of the popularity of Pinhead and the Cenobites in this one, they were they were just kind of secondary figures. Yeah. But they became so popular that, from what I understand, like the pretty much the rest of the franchise does feature okay. them as like front and center villains. Okay. So yeah, because like I thought maybe like he was the pinhead. monster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, if you've seen this, like he's he is, but he's not. Yeah. And so he's yeah, all, it was yeah, just, it's, it was yeah. a lot different than what I came in expecting. Yeah, especially coming out there in the the later portion of the eighties. Like at this point, you have several Michael Myers movies. You have several Jason movies. You have several uh, Freddy Krueger movies, and so. At this point, you do, you know, you kind of, he gets kind of wrapped up into like, oh, there's, there's the next movie monster. There's the next big bad guy. But he's, he's, he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. It's, he's almost, um, he feels almost like, like bounty hunter esque. Like, like you're not supposed to be, or you're somewhere you're not supposed to be, and we've come to get you. Yep. So. Uh, but no, I'm glad you liked it. Like we've talked several times before that when it comes to horror movies, um, like I know myself, I really enjoy a good story. And if it's, if there's not a solid story structure, but there's plenty of like creative deaths and gore, I'm fine with it. Um, there isn't a whole lot anymore that I feel really like rattles my chains in terms of scaring me. Uh, but this movie, to me, is satisfying because it does have, it does have an interesting storyline, and of course the gore is is just top notch in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. that's I told uh, you it was very gooey. It's a very gooey movie. Yeah. At the end, Casey's like, "You guys watch some weird movies. Like yeah, that wasn't do. even scary." And yeah. I'm like, Casey, there's a difference between scary and horror. I'm like, yes. not every movie is scary. Right. Like. <laughs> Yeah, nothing in this movie startles you, and we've yeah. talked about that a lot too. Of, I mean, so we many did pe- jump once. <laughs> so many people, you know, in your generation and current, um, mm-hmm. they really chalk, they chalk a horror movie's effect on this up to how often am I startled? Yes. How often does something jump out at me? How often did I jump? Um, and and while those are effective, uh, but they. They wear out. I've, I, you know, they just wear out over time. Of, yeah, I'm, you know, because um, it's not really scary. You don't. Now, this also isn't a movie that, like, you would turn it off and then, like, have bad dreams about that happening to you. But it's still, yeah, it's it's definitely horror. Um, right. And uh, and some people just they just have to find that right definition for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Th- this movie kicks off. Um, just kind of out of nowhere, randomly, we have Frank, and naturally he's in like Morocco. Like it's it's always some like like uh, like just like far off place, you know. It's never like Iowa, you know? right? You know, Frank is at the Walmart. Um, no, <laughs> no, he's he's in Morocco, and we see him buying a, a puzzle box, um, kind of a Pandora's box type of 
situation. He doesn't really know what's a puzzle box yet, um, but he takes it home. And and we don't know this quite yet about Frank, but Frank gets off on some very interesting things. Uh, he's he's a different kind of guy, and we find that out more as the movie goes along. Um, but Frank goes home and opens the puzzle box, and then like lights kick in and hooks and chain like he's transported somewhere else but yeah. he's still in his attic it's it's yeah. kind of a cool effect um there's hooks and chains that are just like sinking into his skin you know and just stretching it pulling it ripping him um and like it just rips him apart a uh a just this f- dark figure comes in and like starts putting his destroyed facial pieces back together. I wasn't aware that if your face gets ripped apart, your eyes are stuck to your eye sockets. Yeah. Um, when they were piecing the puzzle of his face back together, it was like, Oh, even my wife was yeah. like, Oh, so your eyes stay there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the black figure like resets the puzzle box and whoosh, everything's just back to normal. Like, except Frank's not there. Like he's just, right. he was there. Now he's gone. Yeah, and it's now just an empty room. Yeah, and that's how the movie starts. Like, it's not really a cold open, but you you don't have a clue what's going on. Right. Not a, not a clue. <laughs> um, no. Which does, if done right, can grab your attention. Um, and if done incorrectly, I feel, could completely lose the viewer. Because if they're that confused from the start, then they may not be worth going on the journey. But with this many sequels, I think this movie did it right. Uh, and the way the way the hooks just like sunk into yeah. his skin, my biggest fear because Casey's a big fisherman. Uh, my biggest fear <laughs> when fishing is like getting getting hooked. Yeah, because I've seen it, and that is it's just like oh, oof. Yep. The way that they just sunk right in. Yeah, I will. I will say while the effects of this movie are are solid, like I I really do think they did a good job. Um, this movie does unfortunately suffer from. Being made in 1987, but being watched in 2023, mm-hmm. when the when the pinnacle of of home media was like VHS tapes, which were real grainy and the, and not the highest of quality, but the best you had. Um, yeah. I'm sure like those hooks sinking into his flesh probably looked more realistic than they do in, yeah. in high definition. <laughs> you can tell it's just very rubbery fake skin, uh-huh. but you know it's. You just you got to let that go because that's you can still imagine. Yeah, it's not okay. it's not their fault. We watched this right. movie thirty five <laughs> years later, yeah. um, and so we now meet Frank's brother Larry, who is kind of a nerd. Like he's, um, I think he's a he's a decent family man, but I get the idea that he probably like sells homeowner's insurance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, Frank was definitely, like, the better-looking kind of, like, bad boy brother. Oh, for sure. And Larry is just, like, your basic American dad yeah. type. which these two aren't brothers. Like, let's not kid ourselves. You you, you put these two <laughs> yeah. actors next to each other, right. you're not convinced. They look nothing alike. Yeah, they're not nothing. Con- nothing. They're, they're not cut from the same womb. So, uh, yeah, well, we meet Larry... Um, and he's moving, he and his wife, Julia, his second wife, Julia, are moving into the same house. The movie tries really, really hard to make Julia a sexy woman. 
Yeah, and I just struggled. Like, like when she's bringing home all these people, mm-hmm. I really, I'm just like, guys. Yeah. Like, you could have hired a lot of other actresses at the time. I'm not going to shame her. Like, that's not right. fair. But, right, but I've just seen much sexier yeah, women. Like, well, and especially, yeah. Even in the 80s, like... Yes. Like, you get the idea that, and we'll come back to, you know, come back to this, but, like, when she goes to these bars to pick up these men, like, she's dressed, like, in power suits and shoulder pads. And it's, like, you're not dressed like you're out for female or for physical attention. You're you're dressed like you're on your lunch break from your CEO office. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever. Uh, yeah, some reason Larry and Julia are having a rough time. Uh, they move into the house. Julia's not on board with moving into the house. No. I can't say I blame her. I can't either. Like, for how big it is, it's very just, like, chopped up. Yes. It's dirty because it's been sitting. Right. I mean, well, like, there's maggots. Yeah, Larry knows that Frank had lived there. But he is, but he hasn't seen Frank in so long that he just assumes. Yeah. But he knows his brother as yeah. well that like this is Frank. He just skips out on everything. And, Correct. But Larry is also unaware that Julia had had a fairly lengthy affair with Frank yes. before she got married to Larry. So yeah. it's in some ways it's like it's not really an affair if you weren't married yet. I got the vibe that they probably were married, but then that didn't really make sense either. Like, yeah, because like. At one point, they were, like, having an affair on her wedding dress. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it was just kind of like... Right. I don't know. So, Julia has memories in the home that Larry's not aware of. Larry, you know, they're walking around. Larry realizes, because the kitchen is a disaster. Like, Mm -hmm. moldy food and bugs. It's like, so, Larry is like, Frank's been here. Like, he's... Been here more recently than I thought. Of course, we know where Frank's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Frank, it, you almost get the vibe, and it, it draws comparisons, in my mind anyway, to kind of like Barbarian, where um, the the girl that gets like kidnapped by the mother, and then we fast forward like two weeks later, and you know, and like uh, the like the Airbnb owner shows back up, uh, and it's like she's been living underneath the house and yeah. ca- captive for like two weeks. And it, you know, it was like, how did that happen? Like same thing. Like we don't know how long Frank's been gone, but he's been there recent enough that the residue is there. Like, and, and you could tell like, I've never, I've never done drugs. So I don't know how far like it goes to be like the junkie state, but Frank is whatever he was up to before the puzzle box Mm-hmm. was deep end like yes he was like the flashbacks with julia like they're having they're having their affair like in a bed and it's like now he's literally just like his grungy nasty mattress on the floor yeah. like like he it's like like at one point they're like squatters yeah and it's like no frank yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's like whatever deep end that he dove off of he found an even deeper end at the bottom mm-hmm. um so Julia's up in the attic where she's reminiscing about uh, Frank and how aggressive and masculine he is compared to Larry. Larry's trying to move a uh, 
mattress upstairs with the moving guys and we see it coming like 30 seconds before it yeah. happens. Um, but nonetheless, it looked painful as he um, drags the back of his hand across an exposed nail head. It just tears open the flesh. Yeah. And he has got, he, um, he must be on some kind of blood thinner. Right. <laughs> Cause, uh, Larry is just dripping blood. Like he can't even begin to stop it from flowing. Um, so he heads up to the attic where Julia's at drips blood all over the floor in slow motion. Well, somehow it, resurrects frank yeah but like not fully no not yet no (laughs) but it's just enough blood to somehow bring frank back from beyond where he's not dead but just from the beyond you know whatever the puzzle box sucked him into um then we find out julia's a freak too yeah like it's one thing to like be into frank and then pivot and marry Larry. But it's another thing to find. F- we First of all, when he does, when Frank gets resurrected, uh, I feel like this resurrection scene was sponsored by Krispy Kreme because the amount of, <laughs> of, of like glaze yeah. and gooiness, I, I've always been impressed with that. Um, just complete physical effects of bringing him up like, up out of the floor, all skeletal, and I just thought I just I love '80s special effects. I just think they're so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty gross and gooey. Uh, watching his like his fingers, uh, it was just yeah. I don't know, it's pretty cool. They're like uh, spawning out from yeah, just yeah. this like little. And then at one point, I'm like, "What is that?" Like. It looked like almost like a little U shape. Right. And then I was like, oh, as it connects to his brain. I'm like, that's yeah. a spinal cord. Like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they, there was some attention to detail going on. Yeah, very much, yes. Uh, Julia pops back into the attic and finds Frank, um, who is clearly, like, he's not even, I don't even think he's really, he's not even muscular yet. He's just like. Like. Yeah, this is just like his tissues and like yeah, blood vessels. It's it's like it's like he the further the furthest development he has is the mucous membranes in his body. Like yeah, everything is white and very skeletal, but really wet, and it's just it's just gross looking. But you could tell that it was applied makeup to a human, though. This wasn't a yeah. puppet. You know, they were they weren't using puppeteers. This was some guy in makeup acting this out. Uh. Julia realizes that it's Frank, um, and this is where the freak side comes in. Doesn't freak out. Nope. No. She instead is like, Frank, is that you? I, you know, almost like, oh my gosh, you know, let's let's do this again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like me, she's you, obsessed. the yeah, me, you, the attic. Let's do it. And uh, and he's like, not yet. I can't do it yet. You know, I need more. Basically, I need more bodies. Like, yeah. Uh, and Julia's like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, and so she starts going out to bars. We're, like we were talking about earlier. She just goes to bars and brings guys back. Yeah, she just kind of goes on this little bender. Like, right. Like, yeah, I'm lonely. Come up to my attic. And right. up to the attic they go. And right. she just brutally 
Yeah. Like, takes, at least the a- third one was a little like, mm, I don't know. But, like, the first two, they just are like, heck, yeah, let's go to the attic. Like, let's go on yeah. up here. Yeah, it was, you know, it's something my wife and I joked about, too, is because um, we know the bedroom is on the left. Because there's yeah. basically two doors once you get to this top landing. There's a door to the left to a bedroom, a door to the right to the attic, which is, it's just this giant, empty box of a room that's just yeah. gross. Like, it's not yeah. even, I mean, it just looks like an attic. Uh-huh. But uh, it's like she opens the door and these guys look out here and there's no bed. There's no furniture. There's no nothing. It's just hard plank wood floors. And these guys are like, all right, whatever. I'm into it. And it's yeah. like, um, and, you know, of course, Julia has no desire to be with any of these men. And so she takes a claw hammer and just places it in the back of their skull. Like, but mm-hmm. she she never kills them. I don't right. know and I don't know enough about it, but I would think that if I got bashed in the back of the head by a hammer, whether it be the nail end or the claw end, I'm go like I'm hurting. Like I'm yes. probably twitching, like these guys are just like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? But then uh Frank comes out and does the rest. Basically dra- yeah. drains them of their life. He like takes his fingers and like puts them into their necks. And yeah. it just like drains the life out of him. And it just kind of like transfers to him. Yeah. Every time he does it, he does regenerate more and more. Which again, cool special effects, because we see him as like that like mm-hmm. mucusy white skeletal thing. And then the next time he's got like muscle tissue. And it's yeah. like each time we see him, he's come more and more um yeah. life, you know, more and more Yeah. Ow, I I guess His just, layers kind of. I don't want to say lifelike because he's alive. Right. But yeah. yeah. Um, he looks more human like. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, they. We have gone through, like, X amount of bodies. Yes. And um, this kind of is where, like, Kirsty, um, Larry's daughter, kind of comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, yeah. She had. She popped in earlier a little bit of like, Dad, I'm in town. And he's like, well, come on by the yeah. house. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, we get the vibe Kirsty yeah. doesn't like Julia and vice versa. Right. Um, and so Frank, de- Frank like describes or like explains how he got to where he is to Julia. And he just talks about how like he's in this, he did this puzzle. And then these, when, when they solved it, these Cenobites came and, um, they just took him and just like yeah. tortured him. Right. But and he's at, escaped. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like Frank was, he's constantly chasing the next high is basically what right. it is, but it's not drug based. And so for him, it was, we see, we see Julia find his pictures. He's got a series of Polaroids where he's yeah. with just all kinds of various women. And, you know, it's like, he's just constantly chasing that next high and for him, this puzzle box was that next high. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's it's too high for him. It was too high. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we did we did meet Kirsty earlier, like I mentioned. Um, and so she, a little distant. Larry has no idea any of this is going on upstairs. Right. He's um, just like, man, Julia really doesn't like moving. Like, she won't even leave the house. Kirsty, yeah. you should maybe go check on her. Like, right. 
maybe you should. Like, you're yeah, the husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And he's trying to get them to bridge their relationship, which right. honestly, I don't. I, I'm i curious how the Larry and Julia thing even started. Like, Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Kirsty does come check on Julia. Um, but when she shows up, she sees her taking a man into the house, which we know what they're doing. But, of course, yes. I'm sure from Julia or from Kirsty's perspective, it looks like, you know, she's stepping out on dad. Mm-hmm. So she then helps herself into the house, you know, follows upstairs. And she, and she doesn't go into the attic. You know, like she's standing up at the top of the landing. Julia comes out of the attic room covered in blood. But then yeah. Frank steps out there, too. And he even was like, Kirsty, yeah. you know, like, because it is. It's her uncle. Yeah. Like, that's. You know, and he's like, almost like, hey, Kirsty, it's me, Uncle Frank. Like, hey, how are you, girl? Like, yeah, like, why are you stepping <laughs> away from me? And he's right, got like, this catchphrase that is just like, ew. Yeah, yes, Where yes. he's like, come to daddy. And it's Especially like, when it's, I, yeah. When it's your niece. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's like, I I get where he's coming. Like, honestly, when Frank saw her, I really was not fearing for Kirsty. Like, right. I really think, like, Larry yeah. or Frank was almost like, I'm almost back. I'm almost whole. Things yeah. will be fine. You know, the Cenobites don't know where I am. I've escaped and it's fine. Like, I'm going to come whole again. And then nobody will even know what happened except Julia. Um, so he does. He sees Kirsten and he's just like, oh, come here. Come, come. You know, but then again, because he's just this creep of, like you said, come, yeah. come to come to daddy. And it's like, oh, it's your yeah. niece, dude. Um, so, of course, she runs um but she does get a hold of the puzzle box correct yeah and so she and... <laughs> yeah, yeah she ends up and in the she, hospital I mean, she's running and running yeah. yeah and she's like almost i want to say like kind of like in a maybe like the psych unit of a hospital because she's not yeah. like tied down or anything like a psych ward but like there's nothing in her right. room at all yeah yeah but they probably, I mean, filmmaking wise, they probably didn't film in the hospital either. It's probably just right. like, a, a, like we painted yeah. this room and stuck her in it. You know, yeah. the budget for this movie is only like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, and so the effects are pretty good considering the yeah. budget. Yeah. So Christy yeah. wakes up, she's in the hospital, like <laughs> the doctors and nurses, like just their idea of checking on her is like peeking in the room yeah. and then leaving. Like they they give zero medical attention whatsoever. But whatever, like that's, uh, they, but they left her with the puzzle box because why wouldn't you, you know, if you see yeah. somebody and they've collapsed, but they're clutching a toy, like if they've got a Rubik's cube, you don't take the Rubik's cube from them. They yeah. need it. Uh, so she, uh, in the hospital, um, solves the puzzle box. Well, solving is not really the right word. Like you press a button yeah. and then it kind of pulls itself apart and rotates and then you put it back together. Like it's not. It isn't like a Rubik's Cube at yeah, all. It's, it's, it's a very simple solve. Yeah, it's more like, you know, put the peg in the hole kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so the Cenobites show up at, or no, 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 no. She solves. A hole in the wall. Yeah, a hole appears. opens up in the hospital <laughs> wall. So naturally, Kirsty just goes in and checks it out because that's Ugh. what the characters in this movie do. Um. 
and she comes across this giant like monster uh, that yeah. the, that's called the engineer. We never really get that. Um, but this just giant, like just otherworldly monster. Yeah, um, it looked like a big, like bug. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, it's, uh, it almost looked like a, like a mutant angler fish or something like that. Yeah, you know, just it this, was, it was gross. Yeah, it was pretty gross. But it starts, starts chasing her. And then of course, because we know Kirsty's good at running, um, she does get away from it. She gets back into the hospital room and gets that thing shuts off behind her. But the, um, you know, the, the Cenobites show up and they're talking to her and, I'm thankful for this, even though in some movies it is kind of annoying. And it's very, very common in the 80s movies. We've talked about it before. Of how many characters you have in horror films that just drop exposition for you. Yeah. Like like Frank did. You know, like, we have no idea what was going on with Frank. And then suddenly he's telling Julia, like, oh, well, I solved the puzzle. And I was taken to this other dimension. And the Cenobites mm-hmm. were there. And I escaped from them. And they were tortured. Like, if he didn't tell us that stuff, we'd have no idea. Yeah. You know, because we didn't see it. Uh, and the same thing with the Cenobites here with Christy. They show up and basically, like, you solved the puzzle. Like, we're here for you. Yeah. Because this is what happens when you solve the puzzle box. We come and we take you away. And you basically are tortured sadomasochistically yeah. forever. Because and we don't know the difference between pleasure and pain. We like, don't know it. It's yeah. all the same. Yeah. So they've been, some view them as angels, some view them as demons. Um, Like he says, we're just explorers. Like this is like the puzzle box is our portal to your world. And if you've solved it, you must have summoned us. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're like, we're, we're here for you. Like, this is why we're here. And to which Kirsty's like, wait a second. You guys know my uncle Frank. And naturally, these Cenobites are open to bargaining, I guess. Yeah. Because they're like, uh, yeah, Frank escaped us. Where is that guy? You know, like, and she's like, I'll I'll show you where he's at. Only if you spare my life. So, Christy, she's got some street smarts. She does. You know, yeah. I think had I, as a grown man, opened a portal to a wall where this giant bug anglerfish monster was chasing me, and then I talked to a bunch of like S and M junkies, one of which is like, yeah. like his fate, like his mouth is like they're just gross looking. They like are. she's she's handled this with a great with great poise, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she's good to go. And so, uh, but yeah, so the point is, I'll take you back. I'll show you where Frank is, and they're like, we'll let you go as long as Frank confesses that he escaped. Yes. There's only one one catch there is he yeah, has to confess. He's gotta confess. So so she goes home. Yeah. And her dad, um, Larry, he meets he meets her at the door, or as far as she knows, and she's like, Oh, like I mean, she's hugging him. She's like, Daddy, I was so worried for you. And then he slips up and he's like, Come to daddy, where it's then con- revealed that Frank has taken like his last quote unquote last yeah. step to becoming human and right. he's now wearing Larry's skin. Yeah. And you um, can tell like in the back, like it's yes. all bloody. Yes, that's what I was like, gonna say. It's forming. Like like the first thing for as street smart as Kirsty's been thus yeah. far, <laughs> the first thing that tipped her off that something's wrong was the come to daddy line. 
it wasn't the fact that your dad just looked like he dyed his hair with ketchup. Like, right. like you, you're right. Like, because he's got a white collared shirt on, and everything is mm-hmm. just covered in blood. Um, yeah, I'm like, no, I guess she was just too distracted. To I notice. guess so. Like, she was just so thankful to see her dad's face that she's like, whatever, I don't care. Like, right. But I mean, they head up to the attic, and that's where Julia shows her like. Her dad is, like, filleted like a fish. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything has been taken off of him. It's almost like the the effect we saw when Frank was coming out of the floor at the beginning. Like, this is now Larry's yeah. body. Like, Frank has yeah. everything out of Larry's body that he needed. And so there's this little, um, like, run-in with uh, Frank and Julia, where Julia's got Kirsty in this headlock, and... I mean, Frank's like, which I did like this. He's like, screw the cat and mouse chase. Like, and I was like, yeah, get right down to it. Except yeah. Kirsty escapes and he yeah. kills and almost like turns her to stone or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, but Julia's now gone and Kirsty is hiding. And this, this is the only part that like made Casey and I jump. Like when she opened the thing and like that Jesus statue fell out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, right. I mean, nobody would expect Why would it you? on their first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. So she's hiding and uh, some other gross effects that she's hiding. Like she hits one of the, the dead bodies that have been stored in this room and like yeah. it falls forward and like maggots just Oh yeah, its mouth onto her, and and again, unlike Drag Me to Hell, where it was all like CGI and whatnot, like this is 1987. Yeah, they didn't have CGI maggots to drop on you. Like they literally filled a dummy with something and they poured on to poor Ashley Lawrence, the actress. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Frank doesn't care that Julia's dead. Like, he's just right. trying to get all this cleaned up. Um, and when it's Frank and Kirsty in the attic, and this is where Frank reveals that, yes, I I killed your father. Because yeah. when the Cenobites showed up early, they showed up in the attic, and they, they, yes. saw, they saw Larry's body and were already like, who did this? Like, th- whoever yeah, did this. Yeah, I skipped who, that. Whoever did this is who we're looking for. You know, um, and, and she's so like, no, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they, they felt like Kirsty had deceived yeah. them, and she's like, no. And so they're like, who did it? Well, when Frank reveals that he did it, then the Cenobites are there because it's like, aha, we got you. <laughs> and um, and so uh, yeah, they like Frank chases her. The Cenobites appear when they hear him confess. Um. So it's back to the hooks and chains and and tearing them apart again. Like, you know, he drops this whole, like, improvised Jesus wept before he rips, like, just rips his body apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the Cenobites turn their attention on Kirsty. Um, You know, because, again, like, we're here. We got to take somebody back. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, you know, and she had opened the puzzle box, too. Like, it, it was, like, she thought they had a deal. You don't yes. make a deal with these people. 
Yeah, and I mean, this is where, like I said to Casey, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, demons to some, angels to other. I'm like, they're a demon to him, but like, they are her angels because they saved right. her. Well, like, and and in some and in some instances, for some people that if they're really into sadomasochism, then yes, this yeah, this pleasure, like this is my this pain is my pleasure. You're an angel to me. Um, yes. So, but Kirsty again, being street smart. Uh, grabs the puzzle box out of Julia's hands and like reverses the puzzle, basically putting it back to its original form, which then traps them all back in their dimension. Um, yes. And so good for her, you know, she saved, saved herself. Like that's, what's nice too, is there was no, like, you know, like her, her boyfriend, Steve shows up and he had, he was in the movie like twice. Once when we saw yeah. him flirting and the once at the end where he's like, hey, what's going on, babe? Uh, <laughs> um, so the house collapsed. She escapes. We did meet this homeless, like this really dirty, creepy homeless man <laughs> earlier in the movie. Yeah, he was. Like he following was her around. Like she saw him once and then he showed up at the pet store she works at. And he was just eating crickets. Um, yeah. So. Kirsty and Steve, like, they're just walking around out in the... I, I don't even know where they are. I'm. It's, this city gave the vibe of, like, Detroit to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. And it may have been Detroit. I may have just missed it. But it just gives me the vibe that, like, just felt like Detroit. <laughs> um, well, hey, maybe this is the next road over from... Maybe, yeah. This Marian. is... Yes. Yeah, probably. It's just around the corner. Because they uh, did have similar vibes. So she, so she she chucks the puzzle box away into a fire. Well, then this homeless guy shows up um, and, like, just walks into the fire to get the puzzle box. Yeah. And then he turns into this creature, like, this, like, dragon skeleton thing. And then yeah. just, just flies away. And then we get a nice wraparound where we end up back in Morocco the same salesman at the beginning that sold it to Frank is selling it to another person. And then we just get the, like, it just, the circle mm -hmm. continues with this. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's Hellraiser. That's Hellraiser. 1987. Um, you said you liked it, which is good. Yeah, I did. Um, some of like, I mean, it wasn't really funny, but like some of the Cenobites, like the one reminded me of Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. From but, Star Wars. but and like, uh, like his unofficial name is like Butterball. Like, there's there's Chomper, which and of course that's the one with like the, the really teeth. big gums. Like yeah. Casey was cracking up at him. Like every time he come on the stream, Casey was like, arr, arr, arr. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's Chomper. <laughs> there there's Butterball, Pinhead, and then I don't remember what the what the what the female's name was, but um, uh, just female Cenobite was. <laughs> That was pretty much what she's referred to. Poor, poor I'd lady. She called that th though than uh, Chomper Butterball, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, that that's it. What do you, you said? You liked it. I liked it. Yeah, let's grade this puppy. Um, I am gonna go just because like it was kind of confusing without it being explained, right? And. 99% of these movies I go into with no expectations. Okay. Like, I don't know what it is. But my expectation for this one I felt like was high. Mm -hmm. And it, because it, again, and I can't even blame the movie. Like, but just simply because I, I really thought that Pinhead was like the torturer. Gotcha. Um, 
it didn't necessarily let me down, but at the same time, it let me down. Right. It, um, it, I know that doesn't make sense, but you'll understand. No, I no, I, I think I do. It it there were you had you had expectations of what you thought this yeah. movie was going to be, yes. and it ended up not being that. Yes. And like I've said before, like I do absolutely no research on these because I like to be surprised. Yeah, right. Um, but the gore, the gore was good, but I'm going to go this one just a flat B Mm -hmm. because it was like, it was just, I mean, I'd watch it again. I'd have no issues with that, but it just, again, like I was just like, oh, this isn't what I thought. Right. Um, I, I, I like that. I honestly, I'm, I'm comfortable giving it a B as well. Um, one thing I was reading is that because this came out in 87, um, we have, we, and I mentioned earlier, we have several Michael, Jason, Freddy movies already, um, in which you've got Michael and Jason as being just silent stalking killers. You've got yeah. Freddy at this point is wisecracker bugs, bunny type. Um, and what Clive Barker wanted to do in this film was he wanted to make his quote unquote monsters. He wanted to make them more like cerebral and intelligent mm-hmm. With a purpose. Like, yeah. like, because if you watch the movie, the Cenobites, like, they didn't just kill whoever's in front of them. Correct. It was, we're here because of the puzzle, the, yeah. the box. You to invite them. You open the box, and this is what you get when you open the box. Like, we're just doing our job. Um, and so I will say that as much as I love Michael Jason Freddy, I haven't seen any of the Hellraiser sequels. But knowing that our villains are, I, I'm, I'm, granted, I've also seen all the other movies, but not of Hellraiser, but of Michael Jason right. Freddy, that um, I would say I'm more curious of what the Hellraiser sequels look like, yeah, you know, than I am, say, like, what Chucky's movies turned out to be. Correct. Um, just because I feel like this first one introduced us to them. And knowing that they're, like I said, there's a huge franchise. I'm like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then a relaunch. Um, are they all good? Absolutely not. I'm certain they're not. There's no way they could be good. <laughs> they can't be. But there still must have been something there to get ten sequels out of. Yes. And so knowing it's like, okay, you've given me a taste of these, of these guys. I'm curious, like what's, what else is, what's coming? What, what's next? And uh, maybe that'll be something we shuffle across or our peaks, our interest as we move forward with picks. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to diving into the Hellraiser franchise more. Yeah. Um, just because I, I, I'm curious where they go with it. Yeah. I'm sure that by the time we get to the third one, it may be ridiculous and we may be like, okay, we've had enough. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, I'm good with a B as well. Um, lesson. The lesson. Don't put your nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This one is kind of hard because it's like, I mean, really, they didn't do anything wrong in this movie. Like, they just solved a puzzle right open you know they just like you said like they just opened pandora's box and it was there i gotcha i my my lesson is going to go a little different direction uh my lesson is going to go towards relationship advice um 
if you're in a relationship and you're working hard to make it work and you feel like everything you do is uphill, like there's just no connection there, it's okay to, to, to cut ties and go. It's okay. You know, um, breakups are real. Divorce is real. And in many cases, as much as the initial hurt stings and does linger, um, get the vibe that in most instances, it feels like everybody's a little happier after the divorce is final. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's a little happier, you know, because it's like, yeah, you're in a relationship and you don't want to let anybody down and you definitely don't want to be let down. But if it's something clicked and that's fine, but sometimes relationships aren't built to last forever. Right. That's okay. Yes. That's okay. Uh, you know, working at the high school, I see it every year, you know, some girl ends up crying because we broke up and I always listen. If they bring it to me, I I let them vent and I would never spin it on them. But the question I want to ask all of them was like, like really any collaboration. Well, where did you see it going? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I mean, breakups hurt, but I mean, do, do, how far, how realistically, how far did you see this going? Yeah. And like, it would be awesome to have a high school sweetheart, but it's also like, like there's so much life after high school. Mm-hmm. All, and, all of it, arguably. And, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, if, if you are a high school sweetheart and you last after high school, amazing. Especially like that, if it's healthy because yeah, there yes. are times where. High school yes. sweetheart relationships hang on just out of the fear of yeah. I've I've never been with anyone else. Yes. Like one of my best friends, I mean, she's been on here, Erica oh, yeah, and yeah. her husband. I mean, like they high school sweethearts, and like they do, they have the married, extremely healthy relationship. Like right. kudos to them, but it's like yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And and it's okay. I it's scary, of course it's scary. My wife and I have said, you know, before that um, you know, We've been married, we've been together 15 years, married for 14, but we're also at a point in our lives where this, we have what we want. Yes. And I've told her and she's echoed it that if for some unforeseen reason, our marriage were to end, which it won't, but if it did, like I'm single the rest of my life. Like I've peaked, I've peaked with her. Um, You know, she's my favorite person in the entire world. And I don't ever want to try and replace that. Like I, mm-hmm. and just the fear of like, I'll be 44 years old this year. I don't want to date. No, it is. And I think that that's no. a problem or like maybe why some people stay in relationships oh, yeah. is because it's like, I mean, cause Casey and I have been together going on five and married too yeah. almost. And it's like, it is, it's like if for some, I mean, we are like best friends before you've, anything. You've, you've been married longer than two years. No. Not even two years yet. September 4th, 2021. Uh-uh. Yeah. Was 2021 my last year of photography then? Yes. I kept thinking it was 2020. No. Nope. Okay. Oh, no. okay. Because 2020 made you realize that yeah, you missed yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, 2021. But I didn't book yeah. a lot extra in 20. Correct. Like everybody that was on the books, I finished up. Yeah. Okay. And, but it's like, like, yeah, we're, I mean, we are best friends before we're anything. But it is, it's kind of scary, especially being young, because it's like 
to get out there and have to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I think good that Lord, that no. is the scariest part no. of, of cutting ties with somebody. Yeah, I have enough hobbies that <laughs> I my time is filled. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, yes. Um, you know, and but I would never trade what I have for Correct. that, of course. Yes. But the alternative is no, you kids, your dad's single. Like, that's, right. Yeah. Um, there, there's no, there's not going to be any. Yeah. Um, but you know, so yeah, it's, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, just do what you can. I'm not going to say it's easy because that's, that, that's not fair to people either that are trapped. Um, but it's okay. You know, that there are, uh, and you may not know, like you said, you've been, you've been with Casey for five years. Did you know Casey in high school? No, like we, I mean, we were friends on Facebook, but it was one of those, like, I knew one of his yeah, friends. Yeah, so you just clicked. So we became yeah. friends. And it's like, we didn't know each other, though. So, no, we did not know each other in high school. Yeah, and it's like, my like my wife, I have no idea she even existed before I met her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just know, even though in a small world kind of thing, like, um, I went to college with one of her best friends from high school. Like, she stood up at our wedding. I knew yeah. I knew her before I knew my wife. Well, one of my good friends... Um, was Casey's best yeah. friend. I mean, he was the best man in our wedding yeah. and he's the one that introduced us, but it was just funny. Like all the times that Mason would come to Lewistown and hang out, yeah. like Casey never ventured with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I knew, I knew Mason before yeah. I knew Casey and like my wife's bus driver growing up was my great aunt. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> my grandpa's sister, my grandpa's family's from around here originally, but my grandpa's sister was her bus driver. So it's just like, that small world weirdness of um, it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, so that's, that's okay. Like if you're in an unhealthy relationship or what, maybe not even unhealthy, just a relationship, you know, is not, it's sputtered and the, the, the the light is not on anymore. It's okay to, to find, to, to, to get out. Mm -hmm. Like um, Larry, Larry and Julia did not belong together. Yeah. No. Or you could end up like Julia and Larry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where you, like, Larry's dead and her real lover looks like her husband. Yeah. Who then they all end up dying. So there you go. Right. If Larry and Julia, if Larry would have decided not to try to patch things up with Julia, he'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there you go. Um, next week, I, hmm, I don't know. I don't want to shuffle. I think I, I, I think I picked one. I think I picked okay. one. Um, because there are so many movies out there. But it's like, I don't really want to shuffle because that's what we do for a week. So, yeah. let's watch. Let's, we're going to stay in the 80s. Okay. Um, and this is one of my favorites. Um, I say that about every movie, I feel like. We're going to go back just one year to 1986. And we okay. are going to watch uh, the Fred Decker-directed Night of the Creeps. Okay. Night of the Creeps. I love this movie. I won't... It's up there with, like, Return of the Living Dead for me. Okay. Um, I think I like Return of the Living Dead just a little bit more. uh, But this movie, yeah. Another movie that you aren't going to make this movie any decade but the 80s. Um, But man, is this a fun movie. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's listed on IMDb as a comedy first. Okay. Um, 
horror and then sci-fi. You've got brain parasites, zombies, um, and it's just fun. It takes place on a college campus, and it is, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Good special effects. Um, it's, yeah, it's fun. We're going to, I really am impressed with this movie. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to watch 1986's Night of the Creeps for next week. And then it'll, that'll be my contribution to the rotation. And then and it's streaming on quite a few places. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. I hadn't got to that point. Yeah. I know that you like to. List I do. That, so I like to look yeah. it up. So, yeah. Uh, Night of the Creeps is streaming on. Give me a second here to look it up. Uh, let's see. You can watch Night of the Creeps if you've got. Uh, where's the free streaming at? Actually, it is not available for I was free. Gonna say, you just need four dollars. Yeah, though. you can rent it though. Um, you can rent it at Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, Microsoft Direct TV, because you know that's people's go-to. But there, there is not a free streaming of Night of the Creeps. Uh, but if, man, is it a fun one! I love Night of the Creeps. It's one of those like I don't ever forget about it. But yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> so, yeah, as I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, I don't know what to bring. And so she was kind of dropping a couple. And it's like, I like the movies, the, the one movie she yeah. suggested. But I'm like, I want something still a little fun. So Night of the Creeps, it is. 1986, Night of the Creeps will be next week's movie. All righty. Social media-wise, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. We appreciate it. I do want to give a shout out to um, our, we've got some, we got a new subscriber on YouTube and she's very uh, engaged and I really appreciate that. Um, let me look up what her username is really quick. Uh, Christine Hale on, uh, on YouTube. She is subscribed. She's going through a lot of our back channel stuff. She comments a lot on our videos. She's also streaming some on Spotify and um, sharing her thoughts on the episodes over there. So, uh, Christine Hale, if you're listening, thank you very much and continue with the engagement. Cause I like, there was one day I logged in. I think we had like seven, cause I get an email every time someone comments and it was like mm -hmm. seven emails all from different episodes. I'm like, she is slamming through these. Good for her. Look at her. Um, and so, yeah, keep that up. Like one missed call, five comments on it. Ooh. Uh, and so it was, it was fun. It was fun yeah. two, from two different people on that one. Um, so yeah, and I, and I do, I go back and I answer, uh, I respond to everybody's comment on there. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, so that is it for another week of dedication. Next week, we'll be back with Night of the Creeps and we have school next week, a full week of it. Your, 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 your first three <laughs> days kicked off. Okay. If you if you had yeah. to, if you had to grade your first yeah. three days, what would you grade it? C, C. minus. That's okay. <laughs> you were spoiled. Uh, you were spoiled I last was year. Spoiled last year. Like last year was a my first year in kindergarten because um, I came from third grade. My first year in kindergarten was a whole different breed. Yeah. Like they were the COVID babies. Um, and then my second year in kindergarten, it was a different breed, but like for the best scenario ever. Like. I had half of them coming in reading, yeah. like they all knew how to write their name. Like it was crazy. You got spoiled. Yeah. And so this, this kindergarten year, I would say like, they're just average, like normal kindergarten. Okay. Like 
Like, it's going to take some time. You got some work um, to do. Yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my... I'm actually ahead of things when it comes to like rostering. Don't don't speak that out loud. <laughs> no, well, I'm no, I, I have plenty to do, but um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting a little ahead, so that's yeah. good. Uh, and then I have two classes this year instead of three, and everybody's engaged and it's going well. So I'm I'm also happy there with how it's going thus far. So, well, for another week of education, we'll see you guys next week. I'm Mike. And I'm Courtney. And you have a great week. Bye.